0: In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland brought to you locally by Smiley One. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Brian and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. And we do realize that uh, there is a game uh, between the Steelers and the Browns a Thursday nighter, but we're going to divert our topics here a little bit tonight because why Daryl explain it to the good folks that are uh, subscribing to the podcast that we love so much.
1: Well, we want to give you a little something different than just the, uh, the typical breakdown. And plus let's be honest about it, Andy. There's not a lot of positive stuff to talk about. And I think that everyone still has a little hangover from that jets game. And depending on the outcome of Thursday night's game, give you a little, uh, some lighthearted fun and, in, in, in talking about good things like Joe Thomas being nominated for the, uh, the pro football hall of fame officially. And, uh, you know, his prospects of being a, uh, first balloter. Uh, Joe Hayden retiring, uh, on Wednesday officially. And, uh, he's going to sign a, a one day contract to officially do that as a member of Cleveland Browns. And then kind of look back at some of the some of the most impactful players since 1999 and where Hayden kind of really fits into that picture, because let's be honest about it. Until recent history, we've not had a lot of impactful players since 1999. So hopefully this will be a lighthearted look down memory lane, uh, look towards uh, some of the fun stuff to come. Uh, starting hopefully next year with Joe Thomas and uh, him getting enshrined in Canton and getting his bronze bust and gold jacket and all that. So hopefully this will be something fun for our listeners to uh, enjoy.
0: All right, Daryl. So first let's tar- talk about Joe Thomas um, and his big weekend with the uh, Browns Legends Club. And the Browns Legends Club is a little bit different than the Ring of Honor. I don't know if most people know this, but there are there is the Browns Legends are plaques that are outside First Energy Stadium and they recognize what is essentially the Browns Hall of Fame. The guys get, um, they get a brown jacket and, you know, it, it, it memorizes or, or memorizes, that's probably not the word, it, uh, it celebrates the time that some of these players have played for the Cleveland Browns. And that list is probably like more of a fans list, you know, when we talk about uh, players that, that Browns fans liked. And so Joe was inducted this weekend, and uh very big honor for him, and we had a chance to talk to him about it in the pregame show. And I think he was really, really thrilled with being able to be a part of a, a legendary group, which primarily is a lot of guys from the pre-'99 uh, era of the Browns.
1: Yeah, not not a lot of legends from the expansion era. Dequell Jackson is. Joshua Cribs is. Um, I think Phil Dawson is as well, Uh, but they're they're, outside of that. They're they're just not many now, uh, quite a few of the current Browns eventually will be Browns legends. No question about it. Joe Hayden, we'll talk about later, but he'll definitely be a, a Browns legend in five years when he is eligible for that program and that, but yeah, I mean, Joe, unfortunately he will be remembered most for, outside of the consecutive snap streak, because obviously that's what stands out about him, is his durability and just the the three-ring circus that he managed to survive week in and week out uh, around this football team. Um, I looked it up. 29 players attempted a pass with Joe Thomas, a quarterback. He blocked for 19 <laughs> different starting quarterbacks, but 10,363 consecutive snaps. That That's pretty incredible to do. Um, and when you look at a lot of those seasons, Andy, it would have been understandable if Joe wanted to take that 17th week off, and he never did. Um, and so he is a testament to perseverance. He is a testament to professionalism. Uh, he is a testament to community service. Uh, we, uh, I'm a member of the Pro Football Writers of America Cleveland chapter. We voted to name our player of the year award in his honor. Uh, We made that announcement during his retirement ceremony in March of uh, 2018. Um, He won the Dino Lucarelli good guy award twice, which we vote on every year that is given to somebody who uh, not only uh, contributes in a very positive fashion, representing the Browns uh, in the community, but also uh, for cooperation with the media. And I can tell you, Joe never said no when myself or my colleagues wanted to talk to him in the locker room. Um, there in those lean years, I mean, there were literally days where we would talk to him on Monday. We talked to him again on Wednesday and then on Thursday, and we tried to leave him alone on Friday, but a lot of times we couldn't leave him alone on Friday because that's when the starting quarterback would be, uh, announced. And so we'd have to go back to him and, hey, Joe, what are your thoughts on so-and-so getting the starting quote? And he was always the consummate professional. He never publicly threw his teammates under the bus uh, when speaking with us. He always uh, was as upbeat as one could potentially or possibly be. So um, that, that was great to see. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to next August.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. Um, so before we get to that, I you know, I go back and I think about what was his last season or second to last season when it looked like he might get traded to the Denver Broncos. There were a ton of rumors flying that, you know, he had a chance to to make it to the playoffs and do things that he never had the chance to do while he was playing for the Browns. And his answer on the pregame show last week was just all about, you know, who are you? And there are things that are bigger than some of the things that people might think are important in life. And, you know, his family uh, playing for the Browns, being a member of the community, all of those things, <clears throat> excuse me, really stood out in his life. And that, you know, when he had the opportunity, I mean, they said to him, do you want the trade? And he was like, no. And so, you know, when
1: that was done, that was the 2016 season. That was, yeah. the one, that was the one in 15 year. And then what, what, not only did he say, no, he wanted to stay, but then the next year he, uh, you know, and until he got hurt but um, his last season, the Cleveland Browns didn't win a single game.
0: It's amazing. All right. So let's, um, let's talk about him in Canton. And, you know, you think so? I think so. Everyone I've talked to has said he's going in next year. He'll be a first ballot guy.
1: I think Um, he has to be quite frankly, I mean, I just, when I look at the the list of modern uh, nominees there, Andy, Mm -hmm. I I just, I, I think you never take it for granted. You never say shoe in. I mean, we, we we have uh, not necessarily on this podcast, but we have talked in the past on the air about uh, Clay Matthews getting robbed uh, from the Hall of Fame, and it looks like he's not going to get in. And um, the Browns put him in the Ring of Honor, but I, I think that the problem for the Browns is they didn't have anyone in that building that really did a national push on his behalf to to you know to really get to the voters. Because you'll see that where franchises will campaign a little bit to the voters on behalf of their players as the the voting process is going through, and the Browns really don't have a strong alumni department. Now they do a you know we thought they do a lot of great stuff with their alumni. Don't misunderstand me, but like they don't have your main alumni department type thing. Um, So. They're, I just I don't think that the organization did a great job on behalf of Clay Matthews. The year that they put him in the ring of honor, the franchise should have done a full court national press to try and get him into the Hall of Fame. And I know that comes off as a criticism of the organization, and, and I don't mean it to be a direct criticism of the organization, but I, I do think that that could have helped um, Clay's case, but now he's in this seniors committee thing. And so are hundreds of other potentially deserving, uh, guys. So it's going to be real tough for him to get in Joe. I, I do feel like when I look at this list, Andy, I think he will be a first ballot hall of famer. Um, I think that his longevity, uh, the 10 pro bowls that he made, uh, the fact that uh, he was a uh, not that they consider where you're drafted, but he was selected third overall. He absolutely lived up to that. Um, you look at organizationally. Um, cynical fans will say, "Well, he never played in a meaningful game in January or or whatnot." And and I'll be honest with you, I think the fact that he played at a Pro Bowl level for over ten years. Uh, was named an All-Pro multiple times, Pro Bowler ten times, um, for a franchise that, let's be honest about it, was the laughingstock of the National Football League in constant chaos. Uh, I believe six head coaches, just off the top of my head, I think six head coaches, uh, six or seven general managers, two owners. I mentioned the quarterbacks, nineteen starters. How 20... many offensive coordinators? Oh, I didn't even God, think about I, that. I, I I didn't even tally or that. line coaches. Um, so. Uh, I I think that that speaks to his resiliency and, again, the consecutive snap streak. So I do believe that Joe Thomas will be uh, inducted uh, and go through this process. They'll narrow it down in November uh, to 25 semifinalists. Then they go to the 15 finalists, which will be voted on Super Bowl weekend. And my expectation is that Joe Thomas will advance in each one of those rounds and ultimately be introduced as a member of the class of 2023 uh, at uh, NFL Honors Super Bowl weekend.
0: All right, so Daryl, I want to talk more about Joe Thomas Hall of Fame and the other – it is interesting when you look at the list that they put out from Canton, how many ex-Browns are on the list uh, as a modern-era nominee, and we're going to do that when we come back on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to the podcast. He's Daryl. I'm Andy. We're back after this.